that was Kelly Conkin that played the part of the Samaritan woman and Bruce McMahon that played the part of the Christ. I've known Bruce for a long time. Really? I didn't know Jesus had an optometrist. I was teasing him before the first service. We had a laugh. The scene that you've just seen is at Jacob's well. Jacob had given this property to his son Joseph. It is located in Sychar, in the upper kingdom of Israel at that time, known as Samaria. The southern kingdom was known as Judah. Samaritans worshipped in Samaria at Mount Gerizim, and Jews worshipped at Mount Zion in Jerusalem. Now the story that we've just heard of Jesus talking with a Samaritan woman is a story full of surprises. The best surprise of them all is that this is a story that has surprises for us. So let's talk about these surprises for a few minutes. The first surprise is that the conversation ever happened at all. The barriers to it are too great. Jesus is a Jew and the woman is a Samaritan. Now, there were barriers, there were walls between Jews and Samaritans. Both had a Hebrew origin, a Hebrew lineage. But Samaritans had intermarried with other ethnic groups in their land, in their region, and lost their ethnic identity. Jews, on the other hand, kept their ethnic identity in the southern kingdom of Judah. So Samaritans, for Jews, were considered a tainted race. It's not unlike the wall that separates the Israelis from Palestinians today. There's something additional that makes this conversation uh, beside the well a surprise. In that time and in that culture, women did not talk to men or vice versa out in public. It's not considered proper, especially when the man or the woman is considered to be a religious leader or a man of some favorable repute, a rabbi, a teacher, someone of that caliber, someone looked up to as an example of propriety. And so the disciples who had gone into Sychar before this happened to get groceries and gas, when they returned, they're astonished that Jesus is talking to a woman. Still another surprise about this encounter. The woman without a name is a Samaritan, like we just talked about. She is also someone, though, that is rejected by her own people. She comes to the well to draw water at noon, and that's significant. Noon is the hottest part of the day in this region, and she comes alone. Morning and evening are times for women to come to the well to draw water. It's the coolest part of the day, and it's a social time. It's a time to chat, have some kind of social contact. But this woman goes to the well at a time when she knows that she will be alone. She sees herself as a misfit. She avoids others not to be hurt by them, their hard looks, their hard stares, their attitudes. So it's a surprise that this conversation even happens. But the conversation itself contains more than one surprise. It's a surprise that Jesus says that he can provide her with living water. 
Water in this region is basically still water. Living water is water that flows, that runs, that sparkles, that seems alive. And that kind of water is a welcome change in this region where most water is found in uh, cisterns, in wells, can even be stagnant. But living water is an actual thing. Living water was a singular experience in this land, so the populace would be intrigued by the very thought of such a thing. It's a surprise that Jesus knows all the details about this stranger's life. Now, those details remain somewhat foggy to us, somewhat unclear, but it's apparent that she had a painful and unhappy time. She had five husbands. Did the marriages end through divorce or death or desertion? Were they truly marriages or were they something else other than a marriage? Why is her current husband not truly her husband? Here again, we don't have the answers to these questions. Perhaps we don't need to have them. Yet we recognize that this woman feels alone and exiles herself from her neighbors. The woman comes to know another surprise, that Jesus knows everything about her. She is even more surprised that knowing the truth, he accepts her. For her, this is an encounter with someone special. This may be an encounter with the Holy this man just might be a prophet. So we come to another surprise. The woman asked Jesus to resolve the persistent and divisive question of who is right, Jews or Samaritans. You see, the Jews worshipped at Mount Gerizim in Samaria, whereas the Samaritans worshipped at Mount Gerizim in Samaria. The Jews worshipped in Jerusalem on Mount Zion. So the surprise comes when Jesus raises the conversation to a whole new level. True worship will no longer be dependent on location, but rather will be a matter of spirit and truth. And the conversation ends with one more surprise. The woman confesses her faith in the Messiah who is yet to come. And Jesus says, I am that Messiah. Jesus reveals his identity not to his disciples, not to his own people, not to their religious leaders, not to the Jewish high priest, but to this person who is marginal and compromised three times over. She's a Samaritan, she's a woman, and she's an exile in her own land. We don't even know her name. Yet Jesus entrusts her with his deepest secret, the truth of who he is. Well, back in Sychar, the woman tells people in the town to come and see this man. He told me everything that I ever did. So a crowd from her hometown soon follows her back out to the well to meet Jesus. And so large is this crowd that Jesus compares the crowd, as you heard Bruce say, as a field to be harvested. These people have accepted the woman's testimony and they are coming to Jesus. It's also a surprise for us that a person as this woman bears a witness for Christ. She's a reject among her people. 
a woman with no name, no social standing. Her experience with Jesus is very, very brief. She has no training, and she's not been given a commission to do this. It's a surprise that people hear, even listen to her. Yet they do because there is something attractive, something compelling and authentic about her witness. So here then we have yet another surprise in an already surprising story. This unlikely prospect becomes a living witness for the living Christ, the Messiah. She may be a woman of questionable character. We really don't know, or at least she has had experience with, plenty of experience with the rough edges of life. But her understanding of Jesus is far from complete, just like ours. She bears a witness based on her personal experience with this man. She speaks of what she knows. I spoke of what I knew when I got my call from God to go into the ministry. I was out on State Road 19, just crossing the county line into Tipton County. Her focus is on Jesus, not on herself. My focus in that moment was on Jesus, not on myself. And not only does she point her own people to Jesus, but she shows us how we can bear a witness to him. And that's what we're called to do. If Jesus has spoken to us, has accepted us, and led us to see ourselves differently, then we can bear witness to others even as she did. We don't need to have our life together in every way, and boy, mine certainly isn't. We don't need to know all there is to know. We don't need to be a biblical scholars, theologians, ecclesiastical experts. I experienced an epiphany of my own on an Emmaus walk in 2002. It was life-changing. We can help people to look, not at us, but over our shoulder at Jesus and the Christ. He stands close behind us. I've heard Jesus call to me on Potter's Bridge over the White River. And like John Wesley, I felt my heart strangely warmed. So Jesus meets and talks with a woman at a well. And what appears as a chance encounter is, in fact, something very, very profound. This wasn't just an accident. He is telling us that the love of our God is not the narrow privilege of religious leaders, pastors, a privilege of the elect that is not rationed out exclusively to those who consider themselves pious. Whatever our station, God loves us all. Whoever we are, whatever we've done, God loves us all. Despite our betrayals and our despair, God gives us God's all. And while John's gospel is rich in obscure theological nuance, kind of like my sermon this afternoon, Christ's main message is clearer than the water from the well. Those who drink from this water never be thirsty again. So Jesus is the very fountain of God's grace. And in him we find salvation. And that's what he tells the woman at the well. He is the Messiah, the son of the living God. Salvation is in her hands. But to make this rather bombastic announcement, he doesn't convene the Jewish council. He doesn't call the Sanhedrin. He doesn't 
proclaim the good news to the chief priest. He doesn't do that. He simply tells a Samaritan, and a Samaritan woman at that, of marginal character. She could be a serial adulterer, an outcast among outcasts. But that's an epiphany. How much better to prove, what a better way to prove that the gates of heaven are open to all of us. Messiah who was born in a stable and raised by a carpenter. The Messiah who turned a bunch of working stiffs and losers into apostles. Jesus Christ didn't just stumble into Samaria and happen to bump into the most married woman in the town. He deliberately picked the place and the person. He is talking with the Samaritan women, but through her, he is talking to us. So whenever we hear this gospel, whether freshly free from sin or racing headlong into it, whoever we are, a pillar of society, the dregs of humanity, or just your garden variety sinner, we are God's beloved. He sends his love manifests always in Jesus to surround us, to comfort us, to help us, to console us, to gather us home. And even among the most exalted of the earth, the Son of God is teaching all of the time. He's teaching with a purpose. Jesus Christ has come to a sin-cursed world, a fallen world, to lead us home to glory. That's the objective. His purpose is so clear that even the despised Samaritan woman got it. And the Samaritans got it too. Because they would come out and say, we know that truly this is the Savior of the world. Jesus has come to take us where there are no slums and no gated communities. He's come to take us home. Thanks be to God.